Well, Bitcoin gets a bad press, um, but it is the top performing asset class in the world for 2023 so far, up 57%. The next best is NASDAQ at 40%. So, but last year, of course, Bitcoin was down 64 and NASDAQ was down 33. So it is volatile, but on the other hand, traders love it. And there are some huge fans, including members of the business community. Earl Luxton, this is his game. He's the chief executive of Easy Crypto. He's going to give us some understanding of why the volatility continues and indeed what's likely to happen in the crypto markets for the rest of the year and looking into next. Well, those are quite uh, staggering numbers if you have a look at it. Last year, Bitcoin down 64, call it almost two thirds. This year, it regained all of that ground up 57%. That volatility is something that I guess people who invest in Bitcoin just have to get used to. You you buy it if you're a buy to hold investor uh, on reasons other than uh, trying to make a quick buck. Um, but I guess th- it would also attract quite a lot of traders given that there's so much volatility. Absolutely. Yeah. Hi, Alec. Um- for sure. Look, it's it's since it's um, since the start of Bitcoin, the, the birth of Bitcoin in two thousand and eight. This has been the cycle. This has been the pattern. Um, volatility has always been part of the narrative. Um, you know, there's a lot of traders and investors are still learning what crypto and Bitcoin is all about, and uh, they get uh, frightened very quickly. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of momentum that suddenly picks up but i often say you know it's a little bit like having glasses on a tray they 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 move around slightly when you tilt it but at some point they start sliding and then all of them just fall off the tray at some point so i think there's a lot of that um hysterics sometimes if you want to call it that easily easily frightened investors so i think that what we see here is is just um the craziest uh asset uh, and uh, typically the the behavior that goes around with it, i.e. clients are just or, or investors are just easily spooked. The, the tiniest bit of bad news and you'll see a mass exodus and then those investors will come back again. But, you know, from where I sit, these are the things moving or, or, or creating this, this amazing volatility. Obviously, it's good for the traders uh, when you time it well. Those guys who, who buy the dips uh, and, you know, sell at the highs, they do quite well with this volatility. But as a someone who believes in the story, in the cryptocurrency story, I guess you need to time your entry well. How did you time your entry into this whole market? What what pulled you into it? Well, my, my entry was um, when, well, let me, let me rather say this. The first time I got wind of Bitcoin was only in 2016. 2016 was um, right at the latter part of a bull cycle so it was about to um take off it was pretty much on the high side and uh, got to know of it i mean obviously missed most of the previous cycles but um you know having not really understanding or, or being convinced of this call it the cyclicality or the cyclicity of, of, of bitcoin i 
my position was, well, you know, this is just going to continue going up. So I had no timing at all. I bought close to the top in 2016. Obviously, 2017 was that massive run when it went all the way to $20,000. And, um, you know, and then after 2017, it just, you know, crashed again from 20,000 down to 1,000, 3,000, about 3,500 again. Now, I, I, in terms of timing, um, I'm a big believer of the four-year cycle of Bitcoin. So what what we've seen so far, and it's only been, let's say, three full cycles since 08, is that every four years, um, there's a run. There's a bull run. So this, this bull run cycle repeats itself every four years. The first one was in 2012. Following that, 2016, and now we had another one in 2020. And and the best theory for this is obviously the halving. So the halving cycle um, is effectively baked into the code of Bitcoin is that every so many blocks of confirmation, there's a halving event, which only means that uh, the amount of Bitcoin that's released in that process in each block to, let's say, be distributed to the, the miners that rate gets halved every four years. So every four years, you know, going from 50, from 50, it went to 25, from 25, 12 and a half, six and a quarter. So the next halving is in 2024, and then it'll drop to three point, what's it, three and an eighth um, every block. <clears throat> so that's just, you know, it's just half the number, half the quantity of Bitcoin that gets distributed into the network. That's the only way that Bitcoin gets into the world is is its burst in a block every 10 minutes. Um, so this creates scarcity. And um, and when, well, you know, this is the theory, is that people realize every four years there's this supply shock. So so where suddenly everyone wakes up and says, oh, goodness, now Bitcoin's running out. The amount of Bitcoin is finite. There will only be 21 million Bitcoin and each time there's a halving, that rate just drops uh, again. And and so historically what we've seen is every, uh, you know, 15, 18 months after the halving, it peaks. So at the halving, people start waking up and the market starts running and then it boils over and then 18 months later it peaks and then it crashes again. So we've, we've seen spectacular crashes, you know, after these, these ridiculous runs all the way to the top. So in terms of timing, my my short answer is I think you should time the market if you could, somewhere around where we are at the moment, which is which is, you know, the recovery, the sideways market after the you know, after the previous run. And then if you you know, if you want to uh, take profit, I suppose it would be after the peak. And the peak, if you trust this and the history, would be at the end of twenty twenty five. So that's we'll some interesting, very interesting insights that you've given us there. But the the price, I suppose the right time now with hindsight to have bought would have been last year when Bitcoin really was on its knees. It's done very well so far this year. But generally speaking, you say sideways. That's on a longer term basis, it, I guess, uh, that it hasn't really been testing those highs of previous cycles. Yeah, so the last drop, um, the dip in the cycle was $16,000. That was somewhere in 
November, December last year. And then we've had this, you know, this year we've had this 50% run. But things have been going a little bit sideways, I'd say, the last two, three months. And um, this is mostly this is mostly um, because of the, the, the outsized effect that the U.S. still has over the, you know, worldwide markets, you know, all markets, including crypto markets. So I think what we're seeing this year, Apart from the point that we had a, the fact that we had a good run is currently we are definitely seeing this sideways movement, which is just, you know, it's just typical of, of the cycle. So, you know, again, in a four year cycle, would three, three months of sideways movement is probably not really relevant. Um, but it is still something to observe, you know. So we are definitely looking at the market and say, well, what is causing us, um, not that we are taking any action to it because it's completely out of our control, but it it you know it just gives you a little bit of comfort to at least have a theory or understand or think to understand what is causing it. Um, and and what we are definitely seeing is there's a little bit of nervousness on the sides of the SEC at this stage. You now they they've taken it upon themselves. I suppose they are the the body that has to look out for the US investors, and they are um, they've taken a very harsh stance. On, on crypto, um, they've 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 taken quite a few companies to court in the U.S. Binance, Coinbase, and, um, and uh, you know it's either because of um, uh, accusing them of, of selling securities, and there's been a massive debate of what is a security. You know, is Bitcoin a security? At least Bitcoin has never been a security. Everyone's agreed that Bitcoin is not a security, but is Ethereum, Ether, is Ether a security? And what about all the, you know, the smaller coins? So there's been quite a bit of mud slinging, um, or you know, thrown at the at the operators in the U.S. And every time this becomes public, you know, the market takes a um, there's a shock to the market and price takes it, you know, a dump. And and we've seen a lot of that. Um, we've also seen some good some good actions. Um, there's been um, there there was a law uh, there was a lawsuit. Against the SEC, and um, effectively, this massive company, Grayscale Capital, in the US, run they they probably run the biggest non ETF fund in crypto, the Grayscale Trust, Bitcoin Trust. So it was one of the original big funds of um, Bitcoin, and they've applied to have their fund converted to an ETF. So there's this uh, there's this battle with the SEC to approve an ETF, a, a proper spot ETF, not not a futures ETF, and um, that the judge in this case ruled that the SEC, in their quote, was capricious and arbitrary in the way that they that they refused Grayscale's um, application to convert to an ETF. You know, it was. Just not based on on proper fact and information. So this is good. Um, this is good. It just you know it, it it could spell that the SEC is taking a softer approach or might have to start taking a more lenient approach. And and if that is the case, at some point we will definitely see an ETF in the states. And I hate to say this, but only if it's uh, approved in the states. Will it really mean something to the market? And this will be some of the fuel 
in my mind, that will, you know, coincide with this four-year cycle that we're in at the moment. So if it's a matter of time before the ETF uh, is approved at this point. You know, they're being so, – sorry, just to add this, they the, the point that the judge um, found uh, against the SEC was, was that they were being inconsistent because they did approve a futures ETF. And the reason the SEC is giving uh, to not approve a spot ETF is because of market manipulation, i.e. price manipulation. Now, that does not hold water because it's the same price action that moves a futures ETF that also moves a spot ETF. So they were being inconsistent. And, and I think, you know, they, they're being held to a higher standard now. So Again, a, a new market all kinds of uh, court actions and, and developments on the regulatory side. I've often heard it said, though, that regulations are, um, are, are wanted by the crypto community, if you like, because then you have certainty. Yeah, look, <clears throat> I, I, I agree that there has to be a regulation. There has to be bodies, institutions you know, commissions that look after the investor. I think it's clearly important that investors should be protected to a certain point. Um, you know, we, we've seen lots and lots of scams, and most of these scams uh, occurred because of the, the lack of regulation. You know, so anyone can, anyone can start a um, magical investment fund um, and take everyone's money and put it in a crypto trading algorithm and you know so so we all know the history of you know the biggest one we've seen in south africa the mti boys um now that would not have happened if if regulation was in place now you know it's it's the chicken and egg so at this stage we are trying to catch up quickly our regulators are catching up and catch up putting regulations in place things are definitely moving along swiftly in South Africa. So we definitely will be seeing a structure and 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 that is good for the consumer. So to, to a point where regulation should not stifle innovation and um, and this is what we're seeing in the states at this stage. So that is so the US is definitely almost um, enforcing before regulating and this is what's upsetting everyone so badly is that they've not come out with their regulation their rules and yet they are taking uh, you know the the operators to court which is ridiculous now now having you know what it, it is what it is so 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 regulation needs to be promulgated needs to be published yeah and all over the world it's in the process and you know, everyone understands the rules. Everyone becomes compliant. Uh, um, investors are protected, and we're all good. Easy Crypto was one of the pioneers in allowing retail investors to buy into cryptocurrency. As you said earlier, uh, to buy a single crypto uh, Bitcoin costs you in the order of twenty thousand dollars, which is outside of most retail investors' remit. But with easy equities and your fractionalization, um, you can go in there for what, 10, 20, 30 rand. How have your investor base, how have the easy crypto clients, and you can tell us how many of them there are, 
been reacting to all of this news that we've been discussing? We, when we started at Easy Crypto um, inside the Easy Equities Group, when 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 the application of crypto was adopted, um, we started out with a bundle, which which is um, which you know our position was that we we don't know which one's going to be the winner. So would it be you know Bitcoin or Ether or any of the other thousands? So we we took a position that we would. Um, diversify and put it into a nice bag of the big, the top, the ten biggest cryptos, which we then did. Um, that was called the EC10. It still is the easy uh, EC10, Easy Crypto 10. Those are the biggest ten coins by market cap. Um, and um, this was adopted very or uh, received very positively. We are sitting. We we're at that point. Well, let me let me say this: we got to a hundred thousand clients under six months. So we are well, we're in excess of a hundred thousand at this stage. Um, but what we've also seen is we've only been in this market for one cycle. So we, you know, we saw the nice run up, and and the run up was the bull market was a little bit tripped. Again, if you believe the the math of what the history showed us um, in these four year cycles, um, so it did it did sort of disrupt the bull market um, at the end of twenty and twenty one. But um, as 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 a consequence of the of the, the you know of the the, the peak. We saw quite a few of our clients take profit, which is not a bad thing. So, so we have seen we have not seen an exodus of clients, but we've definitely seen some disinvestment, which is which is great. So, I have to applaud that. You know, our clients made profit, so they got out um, at the top shortly after the top. Quite a few of them liquidated, and yeah, we have to be we have to admire that. So from what I understand, because of the cyclicality or the seasonality almost uh, of Bitcoin related to the new Bitcoin that come onto the market, which is always halving or halving, as you say, every four years, you are now looking for another run up in the price over the next year or so. Yeah. um, So the next halving occurs in 2024. And um, so we are we are less than a year away from the halving event. Again, um, there is no there there is I have to say this there is obviously no guarantee that history will repeat itself. There's a there's a sh- short history that that points to the fact that this is a pattern. We have strong reason to believe why the pattern occurs. Um, so that's the thesis. Now, based on that thesis, on that, um, it will start in 2024 again. The run-up um, historically, it, it it would start slightly before that, but it would then run up for about 15 months from that point, and then peak somewhere towards the end of 25, in the same way that it peaked at the end of 21, and also 2017. So literally every. So far, it's been the December every four years. So a good December every four years. 
Well, it's certainly not going to make people who are invested in the EC10, those 100,000 people plus, uh, feel bad about going into the Christmas period. Um, perhaps uh, once more we will see this cycle playing itself out. Earl Luxton is the chief executive of Easy Crypto. I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com. 